and I am intentionally redundant because most of the times our minds have been fed so many negative things until we have to keep hammer, hammering away at the false concepts with the truth until our individual consciousness accepts the truth and we are set free. I say whatever good you want, get full of the feeling. If you want to be healthy, and you don't have to be sick to pray the prayer for health, if you want to be healthy, all of your days in this dimension, in your consciousness, in your own mind, entertain the thought, the belief, the feeling of health. Get full of the feeling of health, and that will keep you healthy. It will heal you if you're sick. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show. My name is Ali West, and I'm your host today, as always, and this is episode number 27. Welcome to you guys listening in. If you are a first-time listener, this is your first time with me, welcome to the show. I'm grateful for you being here, and if you are a returning listener or a regular listener, then welcome back. Again, super grateful for having you on board, and I have another great show lined up for you today. A great guest as well. Before we get stuck into that, I'm going to ask a favour of you guys. If you haven't already liked, subscribed, followed my podcast, please do that. Whatever platform you are currently listening to this on, just pause it and just click on that like or subscribe or follow button and then you'll be updated with all of my latest episodes. Also, if you are listening to this on iTunes and you enjoy the show, you enjoy the information that I share, please leave me a review. It doesn't take very long. Tell me how you're finding the show, what you like most about it, and that will help me out massively as well. That's that bit out of the way. Let's talk about today's episode. We're going to talk about everything vibration training. My guest today is Steve Powell. Steve is the global educator, or the head of global education, should I say, for Powerplate. Powerplate is the biggest provider of vibration plates in the world. And Powerplate is also used by all of the top sports teams and athletic divisions in the world. I'm talking every single NFL team, Major League Baseball team, Basketball Association team, the vast majority of football teams here in the UK use it and implement it with their athletes and players. And also all of the major universities in the world as well have Powerplate in their establishments. So... It is a great tool, it is not a gimmick and it is not a quick fix, we're going to talk about that a little bit in the podcast. It is backed up by science and as I said it is used by all of these top sporting organisations across the globe and there's a lot of celebrities as well that endorse it and are massive fans of it including Courtney Cox, Madonna I know in particular are huge fans of the power plate. But we're going to talk all about vibration training, we're going to talk about how it works, the science the benefits that you guys can get out of using vibration within your training and also how you can implement it and integrate it alongside what you're already doing, the training that you already take part in. You may have used the power plate before or any kind of vibration plate, you may not. It might be something that you've just had a dabble with or you may be a regular user. No matter which one of those you are, whether you have used it or haven't, you will get 
great information out of today's episode. You're going to learn a lot. We're going to pick Steve's brain because he knows the power plate and he knows all about vibration training inside out. We've also known each other for many, many years now. Steve's been in the fitness industry for over 20 years. He's worked with some of the top organizations in fitness um, throughout his career. And he's also worked with a lot of athletes as well. He's helped develop the careers of many, many personal trainers as well that use and implement vibration training. So we're going to learn a lot today on this episode. It's going to be packed full of education. That's about it. Let's, uh, Let's get cracking. Let's bring in Steve. Let's start episode 27 of the Kinetic Fitness Show properly. And let's find out all about vibration training. Enjoy. Okay, everyone. So I'm here. In Nottingham at my gym, Kinetic Fitness, with Steve Powell from Powerplate, and we're going to talk everything vibration today. How are you today, Steve? Very good, thank you. A little bit wet, but yes, good. All good. Yeah, brought the weather with you, haven't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so before we dive into some of the questions I want to ask, particularly about vibration training, just tell the listeners and myself a little bit of a backstory about you, where you've come from, your training, your expertise, and what you're doing now. Cool. Um, I won't be too long with it. Uh, <laughs> So uh, obviously my current role is uh, Director of Education for Powerplate. Um, I've been doing that for the last sort of 10 years. I guess dating back, uh, I've been in sort of the fitness industry, sports industry for 20 years now. Um, prior to that, I was actually a professional footballer. So that was kind of when I started um, leaving school into sort of professional football. Um, and then, yeah, so 20 years ago, started out as a personal trainer. Did all my sort of personal training qualifications, went into fitness management, um, spent a sort of a good sort of 10 years in the commercial fitness area. Um, and I've always kind of had a passion, one for one for movement and, and, and the body, but also for teaching. So sort of 12, 13 years ago, started getting into teaching, um, again, various sort of different companies. Um, and then opportunity came along sort of 10 years ago now, literally 10 years ago, um, to start sort of teaching and, and, and educating for, for Powerplate. Um, and then I also had an opportunity to teach with various various other sort of brands, PTA Global, um, and then now uh, one of the international educators for for the Grain Institute. So yeah, education now is kind of I guess where where I'm at, um, but at the same time still maintain that sort of passion for for learning in, in, uh, as well. So, Massive. Yeah, absolutely. Many hats. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it all comes back to, um, you know, an interest in the human body, in, in coaching, in helping people. Um, and I think that's one of the big things in, in our industry. You know, you, you have to be passionate about it. Um, and then if you are, it's, there's so many opportunities in, in the industry just to kind of follow your, follow your passions, really. So I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. Awesome. Right, let's dive into vibration training. Absolutely. You mentioned about 10 years ago you... You started with it yeah pretty much the same time i started using it i think yeah. i first came across power plate in 2008 so probably 10 years ago and that's when i got trained up on it and found out found out all about it but people see these vibrating plates and they hear about vibration training but a lot of people i think are confused about what it is or they don't know how to use it properly can you just yeah. explain a little bit to us about vibration training and what it actually is sure so i think um well for me i, I actually use the first one of, one of the first power plates as they were called vibration platforms uh, in around 2001 so i've been using wow. using vibration for, for for nearly 17 years i think because i was very fortunate to start with it was almost you know new, new product new, new new sort of training modality on the market come over from holland um kind of use it see what you think and had some amazing results with with clients many many years ago and that kind of prompted for me a, a real passion and i guess inquisitive nature about 
what vibration is, what it does. I think, I think principally, well, vibration is movement. And without getting too, I know you like your spiritual stuff as well, without getting too spiritual, yeah, every cell in your body vibrates, every organ in your body vibrates. Um, every time your foot hits the ground, you know, the, the ground pushes back, we, we perceive that as vibration. I think the, the, the principle very much is that it's movement and it's a dynamic environment, introduces movement into the body. And therefore, whatever you're going to do on it, it kind of enhances the reactions in the body. So it's, it's very much an enhancement tool for what, you know, whether you're looking to stretch, whether you're looking to, to activate the body before you exercise, whether you want to challenge the core a little bit during exercise or even for recovery. Essentially, you can use it for all, all components of, um, you know, of, of a workout or for training, but that's what it does. It introduces movement to the body creates this kind of activation response in the body and then you know you have all of these sort of natural reflexes that are stimulated um, based on the type and the quality of the vibration and I think that is a key part of it as you said many people um, probably don't understand it or they're not quite sure exactly what to do on it um, or even why they should use it so that's been my challenge and it will always be my challenge I think you know in terms of and the rest of the guys that educate both in the UK all over the world really just to get people to understand I guess what it is, how the body responds to it, and probably then most importantly, how how do you actually use it to make sure that you get the benefits that you know we we see day in day out all over the world. Yeah, for sure. Just touch on then the history a little bit as well, because I know from mm -hmm. from reading about power plate and reading about vibration that vibration isn't something that's not new. Yeah. It's been around kind of since the sixties, seventies. Yeah, time. absolutely. How did it find its way into fitness? Cool. Yeah, good question. I think. If you date back, um, and again, we took power plate being the, the product that is probably most familiar in gyms, but the, the science really being whole body vibration. I think the use of it dates back, um, certainly Eastern Europeans, Germans, G Germany around sort of 1960s. And even prior to that, in terms of vibration therapy being used, you know, it does actually date back way, way before yeah. that. I think if you look at kind of the mechanical vibration type devices, um, the, the Russian cosmonauts were, were, were suggested well they, they did use them um it joins or in space flight because obviously in space there's no gravity so therefore you have a, a loss of muscle tissue you have a loss of sort of bone tissue as well or, or, or reducing bone density so that was kind of i think where they started to come into i suppose recognizable for certain responses in the body um uh, it was i was chatting to somebody the other day about um sort of you know the the Eastern Europeans and the Russians in terms of their strength training. I think you know there's there's a page or so in Mel Sif's super training book, you know, on vibration. So the Eastern Europeans were using it um, for activation and potentiation, that type of stuff in the 1970s. So I think it, it dates back that far. Performance and rehab therapy was where it was originally used, and then I think around sort of 1999, 2000, that's when you start to see this influx into the the commercial fitness mm. market um and then as the product becomes more refined it becomes more i suppose intuitive to a degree uh, and then it becomes a commercial product uh 2005 2006 it was growing and then 2008 2009 which is when you sort of started using it was when you had this big influx of you know, the big commercial gyms purchasing them putting them on the gym floor and, and things like that so it's, actually, it's not a new product at all it's been around um, for many years I think unfortunately there, there is a stigma sometimes with it that it's still labeled as a quick fix or you know a gimmicky machine but I think you know as, as we say daily you know it's, it's genuinely being used by clinicians therapists 
trainers, SNC coaches, and some of the world's best athletes on a yeah, on a daily basis. Sports teams now have got it and use it and implement it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. and they, and they have been for for a number of years. I think that's when and when people find that out, then it it kind of creates that. Well, you know, if it's if it's good enough for them, it's obviously good enough for me, and and that kind of creates that I guess third party validation really as well. So, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about implementation and why would just the average Joe gym user start to implement vibration training? So I think various different ways. I suppose if you look at the, the, the why part of it, well, one of the things is time efficiency. So we know the importance of, for example, warming the body up, preparing the tissues, um, activating the body, making the body move efficiently. I think we were chatting earlier about the fact that people don't move enough now yeah. um, in general so if you can utilize something that gets you moving better um makes you feel uh, makes you feel better you know increases blood flow increases circulation then if you are going to go and exercise or even if you're just going to go and move and, and you know go about your sort of daily living and, and activities vibration becomes a really interesting and you know very very beneficial modality to use as that kind of warm-up preparation activation um whether you warm it up or even if you've got one at home before you go and run, you know, I, I genuinely, I think, as I get older now, um, I have to warm up before I train. Um, and, you know, if I go and run, then I'll spend five, six minutes, either at home or if I'm running in a gym, whatever, using it because it's a time efficient way to warm up. So I think that's a that's a real simple way to do it as well because people, one of the big things is people sometimes think they have to, you know, there's no secret book of exercises with, yeah. with power plate. You know, if, if you stretch your hamstrings or you stretch, you know, the quads or whatever, you may as well enhance the benefit of that particular exercise you're doing and that's what vibration does it increases blood flow increases circulation it makes you all more faster and more efficient so i would say that's a, a really the best place to start and then also, everyone wants time efficiency now time efficiency. Don't we? Yeah, we live absolutely. these crazy lives that we want yeah. to do stuff instant and we want it to be quick yeah definitely and i think if you can then see the results of that and it's not going down that route of, you know, it's not the easy way out. It's not sort of a, not quick, a quick result, fix. a quick yeah. fix. It's, it's just gets you a quicker and faster response just by the fact that, or how the vibration stimulates the body. I think if you flip that to the other end as, as well in terms of recovery, um, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later as well, but I think the recovery aspect is it's the buzzword at the moment. Everyone's talking about recovery. Um, not everyone's got the time to go and have a, a sports massage or a massage. So... I always encourage everybody, particularly sort of, you know, your, your general gym user, start with the two bookends, you know, add it to your warm up, add it to a little bit of recovery at the end, whatever that main session may be, is is goal dependent, client dependent. And that's a really good way to, um, I think, to start using it rather than feel that all of a sudden you have to throw everything away and just only use one piece of machinery. Yeah. I know we've spoke about this before, just on a personal level, but... You spoke earlier about the stigma and this attachment of it's a quick fix or it's a bit of a gimmick. Yeah. Why do you think that exists and why do you think in some clubs the power plate just or any vibration plate just sits there and doesn't get much usage and sometimes just gathers dust? Yeah, why absolutely. do you think that is? Um, I think well, I think it's perception. It's probably the, the simplest place to start and I think that perception comes from a lot of the media attention and the marketing that it probably first attracted during that period of of growth you know it was very much um i think madonna's biggest vibrator was the ad campaign back in 2008 2009 yeah. um it was very much celebrity endorsed um and i think it was 
vibration in general just became this kind of hot topic of quick fix, quick results. Um, and you had a lot of other vibration products that, like anything, when, when something trends, I guess, people jump on the bandwagon and, and, and they market that one key thing that people want and that's weight loss and, and, and quick results. Uh, I think unfortunately what happened is that while that maybe sold a lot of machines, um, sold a lot of product, it lost then a lot of credibility, I think, certainly within the, the, the fitness industry and, and with fitness professionals. And at the time I was, um, I was actually working for one of the major health clubs and, and because I'd used it before that wave hit, there was a lot of trainers that completely dismissed it mm. instantly, just just because the the marketing was you know ten minutes in the gym, sorry ten minutes on the power plate is the equivalent to sixty, 60 minutes, minutes in the yeah, gym, yeah. and you remember that yeah. from, from we would chat this about loads of times, and I think when you have that, then you know, the reality is that there is no quick fix. We we know all that um, is it has to be backed up by that um, authentic educational message, and I, I think that's what that's what got lost, and people um, probably weren't enticed to use it. Um, because of the potential for it being this quick fix kind of phenomenon. And I think ultimately, like anything, it isn't. So therefore, if you're not using it correctly, you're not going to get the results. Therefore, people would tend to, I, I guess, blame the product or blame that it doesn't work. Yeah. Mainly because they probably weren't using it right in the first place based on that. And I would say previous perception, but, it, you know, I was in a, I was t teaching a course last week and it's the same still thing. There, it's still yeah. there. People still think you stand on it it shakes off fat or it magically melts off fat. And um, and therefore that then encourages people to stay still on it, to hold on and not really move. And and that's, it's such a shame, but at the same time, that's, that's our challenge of education because it is a dynamic environment. So therefore the more dynamic you are on it, the more effective you get. But I think that coming back to, to your question, I think it's definitely that perception based on a, de a degree of marketing. I think certainly for me personally, I've been very fortunate to travel you know, all over the world, really, over the last sort of five, six years. And in certain territories, um, you know, in China and, and area places where the fitness industry is new, it's growing, you don't have that pre preconception. So yeah. then when you reference the fact that it's being used, you know, by athletes, by, um, you know, very, very well um, respected practitioners, it it just gets accepted as, as, as a matter of course and people want to understand more about it and, and they're using it without any of that, negative perception so yeah it's very it's very interesting I, I guess it's a lot like a lot of things in the fitness industry it goes off that preconceived ideas and yeah. hearsay and rumors yeah so it's your job to yeah, absolutely tell people yeah definitely yeah and we, and we have yeah. you know we have some great ambassadors some great um you know uh, sort of people that, that have, have used power play and vibration in their own areas of specialty um for, for many many years and and I think that's sometimes where the more we can get people to understand how, you know, fitness professionals, clinicians, S&C coaches are using it. It just gives trainers maybe that, I suppose in the gym gym environment, it, it doesn't tend to get talked about when you're going through your level two or your level three or your gym instructor qualifications. So often you're kind of then in the environment and you've probably, you know, you've, you've, you've done your strength training education or, you, you know, you're familiar with, you know, the, the, the cardio aspects yeah. of it. Then you have a vibration platform in the gym, and and th 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 there's no context of well, yeah, where yeah. does that fit? Or you get the old school trainer saying, "Oh, you don't want to go in here. Yeah, that's yeah. rubbish." Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and we, you know, we have, I've had this before with on people that have come off a of level two, level three. You know, they said, "Oh, my tutor thinks it's rubbish." So, and, and I think that's also an interesting thing is, you know, as an educator, you you have a, you're in a quite a privileged position, and I think sometimes 
as much as we try not to, our, our own biases might influence, you know, students and, 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 and things like that, particularly with, with something that is, uh, I think, still has that Marmite kind of a, yeah. a, a appeal sometimes. If, if you, your mentor or your educator has said, oh, it's rubbish, don't waste your time with it, then that's going to stick, is, that's gonna stick yeah, yeah. until you hopefully meet one of the, one of the guys that, that maybe changes that perception. So, yeah, for sure. Interesting challenge. Definitely. We'll come on to the science then in a little bit and, and the research a bit more, but let's stick along this line of education because this is interesting me. What does the current education and the education moving forward look like with PowerPlate at the moment? Because for me being in the fitness industry and watching the trends and seeing how things change over the years, I know that PowerPlate in particular have always advanced with their education, particularly over the last kind of six, seven years. They've yeah. moved forward and not been stagnant and stood still so what does the current education look and where is it going over the next couple of years with with power play cool yeah i guess there's two or three components to that i think the the principles that, that underpin the education obviously from a vibration standpoint i think always remain constant you know in terms of how we talk about what what the vibration is the mechanics of the vibration which we'll talk about etc um and i suppose the response in the body but i think we are very much opening it up now in terms of it's, it's not just muscles that are activated you know it's it's all the different proprioceptors and mechanoreceptors in the body but i think we just understand much more now about how vibration is affecting much more than just just the, the, the muscles for example um and and that's helped by a lot of you know other educators um i know you you you, you spoke to dr emily spickle a while ago she, she she's been a big influence on on some of our education in terms of understanding vibration how it sort of affects the feet and the hands and things like that so we're always trying to i guess share the the, the most relevant education around what the vibration's doing i think for us the key part of our education now is removing barriers of you know you have to go and learn a new set of exercises as a trainer or as a as a, as a user it's just do what you do and it will make it better so we're very much looking at you know how can we um through social media through through the app that we've created how can we give people you know like we were chatting earlier that kind of access at the fingertips of you know here's here's how to warm up before you go and, and run on a treadmill uh, two or three minutes of you know three or four exercises just so that people can actually start start using it so i think we've had to adapt to the educational needs as well in the industry you know it's we've always typically run a full day certification but in today's world people trainers don't have a full day all the mm. time they, they can't dedicate a full particularly if they're you know a, a personal trainer who's potentially gonna lose income for, for for missing clients so we've adapted our education into work into smaller workshops um we're offering all of our existing customers now sort of you know up, upskilling workshops just to go in spend two or three hours um we call it a discover workshop just, just like we're doing now, just talking about you know what it what it is, what it does, how to get the most out of it, because they're they're in so many health clubs, yeah, so many facilities, but just not not being used. So that that's a big focus for us is is keep it simple with the education. Um, there's always m more layers and layers and layers you can go down in terms of the the science and the the neurophysiology, but but principally it's it's just just start using it, and that, that's our focus from a education standpoint is make it accessible make it simple um and 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 i suppose just just be consistent with always trying to stay at the forefront of of application and and, and that application very much is you know 
dynamic movement, you know, we've, we've stretching, mobility, stability, all, all of these things that I think people are, are becoming more aware of now as, as trainers and, and, and certainly as, as, as you know, users in gyms and stuff, people are, are more educated. We have a, a much more well-educated customer base now because of social media. So people tend to know how to warm up or what to do exercise-wise. Yeah. We've just got to connect the dots that if you want to make that particular exercise or training component better, use vibration as a way of enhancing that particular exercise or, 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 or training component rather than have to feel you've got to go away and learn you know, this, this secret book of exercise, which there isn't. Yeah. I hope awesome. that answers the question. Yeah, no, that's good. There's a few things I want to point off, point out, sorry, off the back of that. The first one you mentioned was about it not being restrictive. And I think this is another preconception yeah. that people have is that you can only do maybe like a squat, a press up and a plank on a power plate. Yeah. And it is really unlimited, isn't it? You can take any exercise that you'd normally do in or outside of the gym and add it onto the power plate and get all the benefits of vibration. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, and that's that's the place where we tend to start. And then I suppose, having said that, there are, there's that filter of exercises that are better than others, just based on that bit of understanding about the fact that the position you're in, the muscles and connective tissue that's under tension and where the vibration's traveling into the body, then yeah, you can pretty much do any type of exercise but there is then that continuum of effectiveness based on you know what it is you're looking to achieve, um, and that's again that that comes from um, just understanding the basic principles of what vibration is, and the fact that if you're gonna let's say you're gonna stretch your hamstrings, you need to make sure that the hamstring that you're stretching is in relative contact to the to the vibration yeah. platform, so that you're getting that transfer of of the vibration into the tissues that are that are loaded under under tension. So. Yes, you can pretty much do, do do anything and everything, but also at the same time, we want to make sure people understand why they're doing certain exercises. You know, things like you still see, you know, things like jogging and um, star jumps being done on the plate and that sort of stuff. Which there's nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, you'd then say, well, what is the vibration doing as an example to enhance yeah, that right. particular exercise? So it's a it's um it's a, I suppose it's a double edged sword to a degree, but at the same time that little bit of education gives people hopefully more confidence in, in, in just applying what they already know to, to using it. Yeah, yeah. The education is massive as well, isn't it? Cause if yeah. you think about, I always think what are the big innovations that have happened maybe in the last 10 years in fitness. And when you think about it, it's probably TRX, power plate, Viper, yeah. and they've all stood the test of time because Absolutely. they're coupled with that education. And I think for any fitness instructors or personal trainers listening into this or any health club owners, it's important that what you've got or the products that you're using have got that education with it because that's massive, isn't it? That yeah, definitely. And I think also what's, and I know you've been in the industry for a long time as well, I think sometimes we went through a period of time where there was so much education and, and, and you, you go and do different courses. And I suppose, that I, and I think I've been confused and probably still I'm confused, you know, in terms of um, education and, and, and what the body does because when, when you, you never fully understand, there's so much you can learn. But I think the industry went through that stage of trainers feeling they have to go and learn everything about everything before they started. Yeah. And it creates a lot of confusion. You have so many different pieces of kit in there and, you know, which one do I use? Where, where do I sort of create that programming for the clients in front of me? And hopefully I think now 
all of the equipment suppliers and, and, and manufacturers and, and developers, I think they're realizing that actually, if, if, if you principally understand movement and the human body, and you have that general understanding of, of, of training principles, you should be able to start choosing the right tool, the right modality for the right client based on that client that's in front of you. And I think that's something that probably as an industry we still have to work harder at to not yeah. create too much confusion for trainers whereby um, you know they feel they have to be you know a, an expert in everything before they start using stuff because most gyms that they're working in they have all this kit like you said before um, it's just that confidence of understanding movement and the human body how it responds to stimulus and then choosing the right tools for the right job that's kind of certainly where we where we come for from sure, for um, sure. as well so yeah everything's just I think as a trainer and an educator and a coach, I think all these things are just, like you say, tools in your toolbox, aren't you? Yeah. It's pulling out the right thing for the right person as long yeah, as exactly. it's safe, as long as it gets a good result, then who yeah. are we to say whether it's right well, or wrong? wrong. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's come away from the education and that kind of stuff and we'll come on to the science in a bit because I want to talk about research and science. But let's talk about some of the benefits. So let's say I'm, I've joined a gym We've got a power plate in this gym or a vibration plate in that gym. What Once I start to use it and get a feel for it and start doing some movement and exercises on it, what are some of the benefits that I'm going to see short-term, medium-term, long-term? Cool, yeah. So I suppose short-term, the, the key acute responses uh, is, is blood flow and circulation. So like we were saying before, if, if that's a warm-up component, if that's even just during a workout, then blood flow and circulation... Um, is, is 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 vital uh, and obviously the reason you're getting the blood flow and circulation is because of the, the activation and the responses that the, that's happening in the body based on the on the vibration so you get the itchy ears don't you yeah you do yeah, yeah. a little bit and then scratches the nose and yeah absolutely and, that, and that's also that's kind of a i suppose we talked about the average user for the first time user it's also important that they get a good experience and mm. sometimes when the, the the most negative experience people have is they stand on it they don't really know what they're doing. They stand straight upright, they turn it on, and they get that vibration travel to the head. It doesn't feel comfortable. Um, simply because of the direction, the vibration, you know, it's, it's a, it's a no predominantly vertical, the there's yeah. no break in the chain, obviously there's no tension in the body. So kind of, I guess, first and foremost, it's just understanding that you've got to create, create that athletic ready position or you've got to put the body in tension before you're using it um, to make sure that as the, the, the forces are then applied to the body, the body's in a position where it can dampen and, and, and do what it does you know authentically um in order to get the vibration travel to the areas so and when we do that then you get the, the blood flow and the circulation I, I think increasing flexibility and range of motion is is probably always been and always will be one of the biggest and most noticeable acute responses that you get um therefore uh, it makes stretching and mobility work uh, less painful it makes it more effective um particularly for clients that maybe, like we said, don't, don't move a lot or if they're, they're starting out in their exercise journey, getting the body just to move well is, 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 is important. Um, I think then more medium term, you, you know, that then becomes down to the programming. You know, it's, yeah. you, you can get your strength adaptations, you can get power adaptations, things like that, but that's based on, on programming. If you're going to use it for strength training, um, then like anything you have to choose the right exercise the right intensity um, but you know there's some there's some, some some definite benefits to be had from a from a strength gain strength improvement standpoint same as power um, and also I think there's that little bit of 
if you want to to use it before you go and do your maybe more traditional strength training and power training and things like that that kind of waking the body flipping the switch prep prep stuff which is becoming more and more topical and more and more utilized i think now is that acute benefit of actually i've just turned the system on so now i'm going to perform better about whatever it is i'm going to i'm going to go and do um and then like i said I, i think for me it's the area that will evolve more and more you know is that recovery and regeneration improving or increasing blood flow in a different way you know more passive superficial skin blood flow lymphatic flow um flushing out all of those kind of toxins the lactic acid that build up during an exercise session and, and there again that's a very quick acute response that you'll get um and i and i think that kind of from, from, a, from a client standpoint as well it just feels nice yeah because if you can create that component of regeneration and recovery if you can put the body in that optimal environment for for, for rest and, and regeneration uh, you talk you know look at the the different components of the nervous system if you can kind of lower the sympathetic nervous system then if you can do that almost before they've left the gym exactly you're in that sort of um, that regenerative process already and it just it's a it's a nice way to to finish a session you know it's, it's not quite as um relaxing as a, a full body massage or, or a sports massage but to have that opportunity to to just simply relax control the breathing um you know de-stress both physiologically and just psychologically and also from a from a trainer standpoint it's a great experience for the client to have as well you know kind of a, a couple of massage exercises maybe drop it in with a, a couple of foam rolling exercises and the client will feel rejuvenated and revitalized no matter how hard the workout's been so and that's, that's a that's huge really thing isn't it because there's this ethos and it's been in the industry for many many years about you've got to batter your client <laughs> and you, they've got to get a massive workout and walk out like they're about ready to die yeah to, that's how we gauge our workouts and i think those days are, are coming to an end clients want to come in people want to come in and use the gym and walk out feeling better than when they walk, walked in. And if yeah, you can definitely. do that through vibration, through the massage, through that relaxation element, totally. it's huge, yeah. isn't it? The impact that can have like, like psychologically and physiology. Yeah, would absolutely. Be massive. Yeah. I mean, huge. And I think it's something that it's the right time as well. People are, like you said, people are becoming aware of it. Whereas I think we've, we've been beating that drum for for a long time. But I think what you see in sport, what you see... You know, with the elite athletes, everyone's talking about recovery and regeneration. And, and that is, I think, filtering down to the fitness industry where if you want sustainable long-term results, both for clients, but also clients themselves, it, it is that long-term approach of looking after your body. It's not just what you do while you exercise and it's the, the the other sort of, you know, 23 hours or whatever in the day that you that you can do to maximize the the benefits that you want to achieve and i think it's the right time for that and people are becoming a little bit more open-minded um to to take that 10 minutes at the end to recover rather like you said before that might have been perceived as well i'm losing 10 minutes of um, my workout workout. and 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 i think that's that's still an educational thing and i think for us uh, in relation to power plate it's also giving somebody the confidence that that's okay it's given them permission to, to say, you know what, spend five, six minutes at the end doing your regen and your recovery because that is gonna, that's what's best for you today or, or, or in general, particularly if they're going to go and spend a whole day at work exactly, or, or whatever. Like you said, it's like not everybody wants to wake up the next day um, and not, not be able to move and, and not be able to <laughs> yeah. go about their daily uh, activities. So, yeah, it's important. 
All right, let's dive a little bit deeper then and talk about, what's the best way to put this? Maybe people suffering with certain conditions or certain ailments. So people that maybe have even musculoskeletal problems or even like neurological problems, how can power plate or vibration training help these yeah. areas? Um, I suppose vast potential. Um, I think sort of musculoskeletal health would obviously then be dependent on the practitioner and, and, and what it is their, their, their skill set and scope of practice covers. But again, coming back to that, um, reducing pain, um, either neurological or, or sort of you know more, more acute pain, um, flexibility, mobility in, in relation to musculoskeletal health, things like that, having the opportunity to, you know, to, to really change muscle tone, tonus quickly. Um, then and that I suppose to a degree goes into some of the areas where it seemed to be beneficial with some neurological conditions. Um, the ones that we seem to have got the best responses from, where we've had a lot of you know specialists in that area, um, certainly cerebral palsy. Yeah. Um, we have some phenomenal work being done actually in Australia um, as well, primarily in terms of the contacts that we have, um, combining with the sort of the therasuits and, and things like that. And there's some really cool videos of of a very quick responses in reducing muscle tonus um, particularly even with um, there's, there's a really cool story of an 18 month old baby um, that you know you're, you're simply getting a, a very fast and also long-term reduction in in muscle tonus um, so therefore that may have a big impact on that in terms of life and, and gait and things like that um, ms multiple sclerosis um, you see a lot of success with um, with, with individuals that that um, have varying degrees of, of MS. I think, again, it always has to be taken on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, you, the, 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 the consideration is, is fatigue, because obviously if you have an environment where the body feels uh, a little bit less painful, if it moves a little bit better, it tends to encourage people to do more, which mm. is obviously great, but with, with, with MS particularly, you're then making sure that the, the fatigue is managed over a period of time. Um, and we, we work quite closely with, with, with different MS societies. Um, and again, a lot of allied professionals in those areas, and they are seeing benefits of that from a, a function standpoint, um, uh, a gait standpoint, that type of, uh, of aspects as well. So th there's certainly a lot of um, evidence and also sort of practice-based evidence of, of various neurological conditions, yeah. Awesome, exciting stuff. That's good. <laughs> yeah, massive, isn't it? If, if, yeah, absolutely. Like, these are like crippling conditions for a lot of people, aren't they? And if they Definitely. can come out of that or even get the slightest improvement, it totally. Helps. And, and it, it's not. It's not necessarily. It's not about a cure. It's it's about the day to day management of of symptoms. And and I think because of technology, maybe these conditions are being diagnosed earlier. Therefore, interventions are able to be applied earlier. So if you have clients that you know they they are. Um, you know, as as everyone should be, of course, and the opportunity to make the most out of what they can do from a from a function standpoint, then yeah, absolutely. You know, if it if it improves gait, if it improves balance, if it reduces tonicity, and and if it improves flexibility, that means that you know an individual can enjoy life more. Then it then of course it becomes a a really powerful intervention with the appropriate obviously protocols and and and, and expertise. But yeah, absolutely, it's very exciting for us. Perfect. What about then people that can't use it? Are there any exceptions to, to the rule, any certain groups or any individuals that are unable to use vibration training? 
Yes, and this has always been um, a very kind of sort of, I think a bit of a grey area for want of a better word. I think at the moment we, uh, as much as there isn't any direct research, pregnancy, during pregnancy is the area that we, we suggest it being avoided. Um, mainly because in, in the gym environment, you will have product there and you know obviously someone who becomes pregnant they might not necessarily consider about changing their exercise routine necessarily because often you know now nowadays particularly they're encouraged to carry on exercising you know during and throughout pregnancy so we we still suggest as a as precautionary measure um, pregnancy and um, beyond that it very much depends on on the individual and the scope of practice um so f historically things like cancer um, diabetes, those sort of things have been suggested as potential contraindications, but now they are very much a consideration based on the individual right. uh, and based on their specialist advice. You know, if people are encouraged to exercise and come into a gym, they're therefore obviously they are safe to do cardiovascular exercise, to do strength training, to do impact exercise. That that then makes them safe for for vibration because it's just a mechanical vibration that applies a low level force and stimulus to the body um, whereas if a client or an individual has been you know has been told that they shouldn't exercise they shouldn't participate in any activity that also then becomes the same um with vibration. Kind of constriction or, or restriction with vibration um things like metal pins bolts plates those sort of things again not contraindicated just a, a consideration there is obviously a degree of common sense um in that and it's probably we don't have the time to go through all the different scenarios now but obviously that's where we create a lot of opportunities for advice and if people are unsure they just get in touch with us and, and then we'll um, do our best to to give them the most accurate um, information and help but i think a lot of it is common sense and if people are cleared to do you know normal exercise for, for, for want of a better word then there should be no reason why they can't use use vibration you mentioned earlier about people standing on it and it vibrating all the way to the head and then yeah. feeling a bit dizzy and sick and you've got that motion sickness yeah. element to it. How common is that and is that something that people get over or is uh, or is there some people that are just like, it's not for me or is it a case by case? Yeah, great question. I, I think you've, you've answered it as well. I think there's, there's definitely individuals that just don't like the sensation. Um, I, I also think to a degree that's probably based on their first experiences of it and whenever you are stood on the machine bilaterally whenever you've got both feet on there you, you are going to feel that sense of whole body vibration transfer so i think it's one of those where and normally you tell this in the first 60 seconds if they put the foot on it doesn't like they don't like it that there's going to be certain clients or individuals that won't like the sensation they probably never never will i would always encourage that kind of checklist of what what have you done on it what settings have you used because typically that's a big people always whack it on whack high, it on high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah so if we've gone through that and you know maybe change the exercises and for me going single leg you know rather than standing on it straight away if you've got a client that maybe is is a little bit more sensitive to the to the vibration they maybe do feel that little bit of motion sickness um because obviously the eyes vibrate at a certain resonance frequency, so that's partly where you're getting that kind of, it feels a little bit sort of a strange sensation, is to work with only one leg or, you know, on, on the platform, for example. So rather than um, doing a, a, you know, sort of a bilateral squat, maybe you do a sort of a lunge or, or 
a split squat where only one leg's on the on the platform yeah. because then based on the position and the tension in the body you're not getting that complete transfer of vibration coming through ma mainly into the pelvic pelvis and obviously then into the spine and it's then when it goes there it will obviously naturally travel up and out of the head just because that's how we we're kind of built to function um so i think certainly there will be some clients that won't like the sensation but i, I do think a lot of it is how people are coached how people are instructed and 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 also it's a very highly neurological stimulus so you don't have to just start by doing a complete 20 or 30 minute workout on it you know it comes back to what we were saying before of just do a couple of stretches see how it feels then go and do your workout then come and do you know maybe a couple of massage exercises and and i think from for certainly from my experience of, of, of training you know hundreds probably thousands of clients and trainers over the years is the, you, every individual responds differently to the vibration there's always a way of making sure they they feel successful but there is always going to be the odd person that just doesn't like the the sensation yeah. I, I also think that changes day to day you know if you, if you look at sort of from person it's a lot day, of variables isn't it yeah totally stress you know anxiety uh, anxiety in terms of life stresses coming if you've if you're not feeling great then the body's resilience is a little bit lower and therefore they might not feel feel that sensation being a, you know a, an optimal one on that particular day and i think that comes back to to not completely disregarding that day-to-day -day changes that the body goes through and how it actually responds to vibration um, again coming back to that kind of slightly spiritual kind of component is there's been days where maybe you feel more sensitive to the stimulus because maybe there is more tension in the body maybe you haven't had a great night's sleep or you're not fully hydrated or whatever it may be and that's where you have to adjust you know adjust the the training stimulus and whatever that may be i think as well so yeah perfect let's dip into some of the the science then and and the, in particular, I want to talk about the settings and we'll focus on power plate because yeah, sure. you're from yeah. power plate yeah. <laughs> and that's what we've both got experience using. Talk to me about the various different settings then I, for someone that's standing on a power plate and looking at that, that screen or the, the different settings. Talk to me about how each setting works, a bit of the science behind it and yeah. how the power plate vibrates. Yeah. Perfect. So I suppose if we start with just the basic premise that it's vibrating and also the direction of the vibration. So it's predominantly a, a vertical vibration. So sort of 70 to 80 percent of the, the vibration is vertical. Um, but you also get, which is quite a unique feature, um, you get a forward and back. So a sagittal plane vibration and a, a frontal plane side to side vibration. So you often hear sort of power plate described as this multi-directional vibration. vibration stimulus. Um, and, and, and I'll kind of expand on that shortly, but that then brings you to the two characteristics of vibration, which are frequency and amplitude. So the frequency is the most important setting. Um, and depending on the, diff on the, on the, on the power plate units, as different machines go to different frequencies or have a different capacity, you're pretty much looking for anywhere between 25 and 50 or, or, or 30 to 40, depending on the machine. Um, and the frequency is the number of vibrations per second. So that's how fast the machine is moving underneath you. And, and certainly, and we touched on it earlier, it's not high is better scenario. Um, the, the window would seem, if you look at the research, to be typically between 30 to 40 hertz from an activation standpoint. So if you're using it for stretching, if you're using it for, for mobility, stability, muscle activation, any, anything really apart from massage, that 30 to 40 hertz is suggested 
um, we we still um, and and and, and um, logically would would encourage start at thirty uh, as a start point. But if thirty five feels better, use thirty five. It doesn't have to be. We were we were originally quite sort of probably too dictatorial with you, know, you have to start at thirty. You can only go to thirty five yeah, after. A bit like you meant to start with fifteen reps or twenty reps. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if 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 you personally prefer 35 use 35 because if that resonates better with you then it feels more comfortable but but start people at 30 educate them that it's not necessarily about higher is better um and and you tend to find that kind of 35 hertz is what people tend to 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 naturally migrate to i guess there's always exceptions to the rule and and that's also important because it's not like other training principles where you're you're having to progress over time you know if i said to you I've been training on 35 hertz for the last six, seven years. You'd straight away think, well, is, is that the same principle as like if I'd been using the same weight for the same number of reps in my bench press, I've probably plateaued. But that doesn't happen because it's not the same response you're getting from the vibration. The vibration is triggering this reflexive response in the body that will always be there because theoretically there is that window that if you go too high on the frequency, you start to negate the the actual stimulus that you're getting. It's more about the exercise that you would do on the machine to create the the, the training kind of adaptation, if that, if that makes sense. Got you, yeah. um, so frequency is really important. So you will see on the machines, um, probably on sort of the, the, the majority of ones in the gym, you have like 30, 35, 40 and 50 as a, a button that you can select. You can, on, on a lot of the machines, go one hertz at a time. Um, we have a, so on the new machines, we have what's called a G factor. So it may be that if you see a machine where it's got a touchscreen display, it has a number, which is a G-factor, but there's a there's little writing underneath that then says that G-factor 1 relates to 30 hertz and, and, and a low amplitude, for example. So frequency and amplitude are the most important settings to um, to, to consider. And, and amplitude essentially is the second characteristic, which is vertical vibration so the up and down the up and down basically how much does the machine drop up and down so you have two settings low and high it's very simple so if you have 30 hertz low it's moving at the same speed um and it's applying obviously a sort of a a low level ground reaction force vertically and then if you go to high you pretty much essentially double the the depth of the vertical vibration so it will feel the body will perceive that as a little bit more impactful um it doesn't affect the the sagittal and frontal plane vibration the amplitude just simply relates to how much the machine is going to apply forces up to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, would probably be seen more as a as a progression um, rather than a target. Always based on user user comfort, um, and it's only really the massage and if you're using it with a foam roller or soft tissue work that we would say you know go to go to a high amplitude straight away. If somebody is doing a calf massage and they they like forty high, that's absolutely fine. Um, so the, the amplitude probably is, is I think personally, is, is probably less important than frequency because frequency is the speed at which it's moving. Therefore, that's the speed at which the, the, the information is coming in and yeah. the muscles and, and, and connective tissue and the proprioceptors are responding. And then the amplitude is more about the force coming into the body in terms of ground reaction force, essentially. So Good explanation. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, love it. That's good. What about then with just touching quickly back on the the up and down motion, the amplitude, would a, a high up and down motion be good for maybe people that are more from the athletic uh, arena or not? Potentially, yeah, it's a good, and it's a good question and it's, it's a very logical 
thought process to have. I think certainly if you're looking to increase ground reaction force coming into the body during an exercise, then yes, absolutely, you would see high as being a, um, a, a, as being a progression. Um, and certainly probably for an individual that is more conditioned, particularly a, you know, a, an athlete that is having to cope with those dynamic forces, then certainly a higher amplitude is going to apply more ground reaction force into the body. Um, so I would say it's definitely something to consider. I, I would also, the only caveat to that is, is client's experience, as in the actual user's experience. And I think from, certainly from my experience of working with athletes and working with trainers and SNC coaches who are then working with the athletes is still let the athlete dictate the the, the stimulus. Um, as in, if they don't feel comfortable on high, then you know it's all about getting the buy-in of the athlete to make sure they feel comfortable. Um, yeah. And not make the assumption just because they're athletic that they're automatically going to, to prefer high, but you would certainly expect them to be able to cope with a more forceful um, or, or more force coming in, so long as, again, they're coached into the right position of tension and stuff so certainly for for stability um and definitely any component of strength pre-activation sort of the potentiation component um and then any actual body weight or loaded strength work high amplitude were definitely a progression that's feasible for those population groups definitely yeah how important is the direct contact with the plate um I think it's it's really important in relation to authentic stimulus, um, and yeah, I, I think it's not that you have to feel whole body vibration all of the time. It's just if you think about how the vibration is travelling through the body, then and probably um, let's say take a hamstring stretch, a single leg hamstring stretch, where you know you've got the heel on the machine, then and the knee slightly bent, is that those proximal joints that are in contact the bones are being moved the joints that are there you know obviously uh, uh, joints are just space predominantly the joints feeling a movement and the muscles that cross the joints are reacting to the movement so the more proximal um, joints than the muscles more proximal to the machine are going to get more vibration. a more local vibration yeah uh, so therefore you want to just make sure that you know you are um, considering that probably the best example is a push-up is you often see people kind of doing a, a, a sort of a decline push-up with their feet on the plate and their hands on the floor. Should be, be the other way be, around. Because they want to make it harder because they're declining it. But yeah. actually, which is logical, but obviously then you, you actually lose the local vibration stimulus to the chest, the shoulders, and all the muscles around the shoulder. So you're actually much better with the hands on the plate because therefore those joints are in more contact. Therefore those muscles around that are going to be activated to a greater degree you just have to raise the feet yeah, yeah, yeah. That much. so, so it's, a, it's actually a great question because sometimes people i think sometimes forget that so that local direct contact as much as possible just to make sure you're getting an authentic transfer of vibration yeah for sure let's talk then before we wrap things up yeah. finally about some of the best results that you've seen then so if i had to say steve what are the one two or maybe three best results you've seen in all your experience of using <laughs> vibration yeah just reel a few over those out they can be stories or examples yeah well i i've, I've i used it quite regularly but i think probably the the, the, the there was a, a lady that i worked with and this was probably the first year maybe 16 17 years ago um when i pretty much first used the use the product um she had rheumatoid arthritis fibromyalgia um, and literally within 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 minutes, 
the the pain reduction that she experienced was phenomenal and and we were literally in sort of a and i kind of never forget the experience in almost like a prone kind of push-up stroke plank position just had a hand on 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 the, on the platform just doing a um just a little bit of movement and that's the sensation of pain reduction in the hands was was huge and i think and this was this is 16 17 years ago i think for me that prompted that inquisitive wow because i had no idea why that's happened and she got that kind of benefit repeatedly in terms of just a reduction in pain um and you'd, you'd probably liken that to blood flow and circulation and you, you, i suppose now can probably rationalize why that happened but in terms of results that was probably the one of if not the most powerful because having that acute reduction in pain just made her move better feel better perform better and, and i think it has a has a huge impact on, on 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 her life not just the fact that she was able to you know bench press more or or whatever so that was that was a big one for me um and I think others have just been sort of, I suppose, similar around that kind of pain dampening, better movement quality. There's been so many clients that that have come in with restrictions or come with chronic pain. Um, and that combination of, of authentic movement with the vibration, I always think that when you get people out of pain, Love it, it, is, it? it is the most powerful. The amount of times thing. I've had yeah. people say to me, this is magic. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. They, they're just blown away aren't yeah. they by the, the without a doubt without a doubt and, and i think because it's just that it's just human nature isn't it if, you, if you're in pain then it's sort of you know it's it's just not a night particularly if it's chronic pain um and if you can get people out of out of that pain and help them move better then it is it is life-changing and, and that's my that's that's probably the thing repeatedly had those same sort of results and there's also i've been fortunate to work with um with a couple of clients with well this in this case cerebral palsy um to 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 younger younger clients and again you see that change in um if you want to look at it physiologically muscle tonus um in one case was sort of balance and, and and just just the ability to then go about the daily activities of school and life um more efficiently you know, that, that both both sets of parents to two different individuals very proactive in terms of their um all the different intervention interventions they're doing as much as they possibly could um, and it was nice to then see how sort of power plate and vibration had an impact on on you know the rest of the day and and then you know, they had it at home obviously they were using it on a daily daily basis the whole family were involved um, and it's just you know it's just it's really powerful to see the impact that that has on like I said before not not just the workout I think it, it's the impact it has on on life after that as well so physical and mental sure and there's obviously lots of results you, I mean, you have the same with clients you know that, that have achieved goals and, and got stronger you know competed in competitions you know there's there's been a lot of clients that have um over the years that you know have it's, it's exponentially improved their rehab and their their, their return to play and, and things like that um but, but sometimes it's that impact it has on on getting people out of pain that i think certainly for me is nobody is, wants is to powerful. be in pain yeah, absolutely absolutely Right. What about you personally? How do you use PowerPlay? Because I know from <laughs> yeah. following you on social and knowing you for a long while now that yeah. you use PowerPlay and vibration all the time. So just yeah. tell the listeners a little bit about how you use it personally in your day-to-day -day life or in your own training. Yeah. Um, so I think now, and I mentioned it earlier, you know, I it, I have to warm up now before I trade, before I do anything. And I think not only do I have to warm up, I think 
I find that sometimes I have to start moving to decide whether I'm actually going to feel like training or not. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've, I've had... We're one. not 21 anymore. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> exactly. I'm nearly 30, don't you? <laughs> um, and so I've had one at home for, as long as I can remember, seven, eight, nine years, probably. Um, and I, I genuinely use it most days, you know, um, sort of for, for, for mobility. Um, Which one have you got out of interest? I've got the... I've actually got a performance unit at home. So the, the black the performance one. unit. No, no, um, the, the high performance yeah, unit. Yeah, it. it looks yeah. a little bit like the portable one. Yeah. Um, I, do, I have got a, a smaller one as well, but it's the it's the HP unit that sits in the corner of the garage that's been there for a, a long time. Um, and yeah, so I, I pretty much use it on, a, I would say probably on a daily basis a lot of the time, even if it is just for, um, if I've done a lot of travel, um, spent hours on a train or whatever, just, you know, at the end of the day, a little bit of movement. Um, if I'm training, then similar to yourself, you know, I like a lot of variability, variety in training. I might go and run. Um, we, have, we have a dog now, so I'm out uh, you know, walking the dog quite a, quite a lot and running. And I have to go and warm up first on, on, on the plate before I go out and run with the dog. Um, and then, yeah, you know, it's sort of, it's that integration with, with Viper. It's, I, I do a lot of sort of light loaded work on it, um, weighted vest stuff. Um, and, and I think when I'm in the gym, if I'm training in gyms and obviously if I, if I go to teach a course and have the opportunity to train afterwards, then I, I, will, I will integrate it into all components. I, I will always categorically do my prep um, with it, um, integrate some soft tissue work maybe. And I do a lot of kind of superset stuff with um, Viper. I'm big, obviously a big Viper fan, for example. A lot of supersets from the ground onto the plate. Yeah. Um, just, That's just, just massive as well, it. isn't it? I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people... Even for like you, you guys that love the gym, like your traditional chest, back, yeah, legs, definitely. they can get so much out of vibration by just supersetting. So the totally. squats on the rack, squats on the plate, and yeah, definitely. The, the impact's massive, isn't it? And it's something that, and I think, like I said about practicing what you preach, I think it's something that it's quite simple, but but it, and it's highly effective. And I think it's something that is so important because in the gyms today, there is so much variety. And like you said, if, if people want to lift weights, they like lifting weights. If you then take that, opportunity to lift weights away you you've you kind of hit a disconnect with what they want to do so whereas if you can say well actually you still lift weights but here's a something else to add into that which will give you more benefits or it will give you variability and, and variety or it might make you lift weights more, more effectively um and, and i think yeah that's that's kind of certainly the way i would i apply in training um because I have one at home, it's obviously fortunate. I have quite a lot of other kit around. It is very much about integration. You know, I, I love running. I love a lot of, I do a lot of animal flow, things like that. So a lot of body weight training. Um, so uh, for example, wrists, I, I've struggled over the last couple of years as I've tried to get more into my ground-based stuff, more kind of, you know, animal flow type activities. I struggle with my wrists. So I always warm up wrists and shoulders on, on the plate before I do any kind of ground-based work as well so it's, it's genuinely integrated into everything I do but also it's very fortunate in as you go and learn you, know, you might go and do a new course or learn something new I've always then applied that to to vibration straight away so yeah. you know, whether that be mini bands or whether it be combining it with suspension or or um, TRX or wh wh whatever you know sort of bungee cords it's always been a case of kind of like well, got that can I put it on can, I, can you try that and, and sometimes it's yeah it makes total sense sometimes it's no point sometimes it's well that becomes a really nice superset um and things like that so is yeah. there a load limit on the on the plates so for, for weight it, there is but obviously it depends on on the product so it, typically in the commercial gyms 
most would have sort of a Pro 5 machine or, or upwards. So you're looking at 200 kilograms or so 280 kilograms. Or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So certainly body weight is, is not an issue. Um, it just gets to that point of, you know, how old the machine is maybe and, and the, the model of it in terms of how much load it will take up a load. But I think it comes back to, again, is a lot of the time in the gyms, the location of the plate will determine its use yeah so yeah. you know you have we some... spoke about this a couple yeah. of years ago didn't we about yeah. making it an ethos and yeah know, absolutely it's got to be part of the gym environment and part of the health club environment to get the maximum impact yeah, out of it because otherwise you'll you'll always have and you still see you'll always have a, a percentage of members that love it like it they'll, they'll do the whole workout on it um and you know that th- they're they're the evangelist type in the club but it's like how do you get every member to to dip in and out of the modality because is beneficial for everybody. So if you can have, you know, a couple of, um, you know, a couple of machines and, and people use it for the warm up, they're dropping, might do a little bit of stretching or a little bit of stability work. Then they're off and they, they might come back and do a little bit of core or some body weight exercise on it. Then you then integrate it into their foam rolling and their massage, and people see it as an integrated tool. Then it will get used, I think, much more authentically for the for the, for the right reasons. Um, but also location in the clubs is is critical. If you know if it is put next to a row of cardio machines um uh, you know and, and there was a couple of clubs I've, I've visited and we've tr- tried to encourage them to move it you know it's kind of imagine lying down doing a massage and you've got you know sort of right next to a cross trainer and someone yeah. sweating over you so <laughs> it's not going to be not gonna a, work, a conducive environment for relaxation so i think that always comes back to that full circle of understand the message understand where the product sits and then you've got to put it in the right position in order to have that culture of people using it for the for the right reasons so yeah, where do you see it then over the next i don't know three to five years of vibration training do you think it's gonna progress and more people are gonna take it up where what's the future for it and where do you see it going in the in the fitness industry in, in particular? the fitness industry yeah i think it's it's kind of in 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 the longer standing industries as obviously uk europe i think it's coming full circle i think you know there's there's a degree of integration into things like small group training and and and, and almost trending with 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 industry trends, um, but I, I think the, the the success of it is about integration. It's no longer a, a separate, standalone. isolated, yeah. standalone piece of kit. I think the it, it has to be seen as an integrated tool. Um, it has to be part of the culture of education around you know warming up properly, reducing injuries, like we've been saying all kind of all, all through the session. Recovery. I think that's where it is. It's, it's going to have its biggest big, biggest success. I I also think because of other vibration products coming on the market, like the, the vibration guns, the Theragun, that yeah, yeah, type yeah. of stuff, you've got vibration foam rollers now. I think vibration is becoming accepted now more and it's becoming included. You have so many people using the Theragun or, or sort of, um, you know, Hypervolt, whatever, on, on social media. You see everyone, and, and nobody questions, that's vibration. So if you can kind of link that back into, you know, you've got certain companies now at trigger point brought the grid vibe out it's a vibration foam roller yeah benefits that. of that you know reducing pain increasing blood flow and circulation so adding adding vibration to a foam roller enhances the benefits of foam rolling it's that same bit of vibration is an enhancement tool so i think it's it's now the right time for us to keep on evolving that integrated message and i think also it's about expanding the understanding of of how vibration stimulates the body um, not not just muscle spindles and you know is about proprioceptors and mechanoreceptors and, and a, probably a more holistic view of how vibration impacts 
physiological, the physiological impacts as well as the, the, the neurological components as well. So, yeah, very much so. There's one question that's just come <laughs> to me that I forgot to ask earlier, and I'm going to ask it before I okay. forget. And that is, can we have too much vibration? Because I remember when... Yeah. I very first started using power plate and it's like, don't use it for any more than 30 minutes, but no one ever really uh, explained why. Yeah. And now I probably know why, but can you have too much? Can you do too much on it? Um, sure. I think, I think you can do too much of anything. I, I think in terms of um, the actual direct vibration stimulus that we've all, because of the fact that we've always said, you know, it accelerates results. You don't need to, it's time efficiency. That whole 20 or 30 minute sort of, window was considered to be you know if you're doing a full body workout you don't need much more of that rather than it being if you do do more there's going to be detrimental effects um i think it's like anything it's it's you can get too much of anything yeah um i certainly think if you're integrating into like an hour's workout the fact that you're integrating it into an hour's workout for example means that you can train beyond 20 or 30 minutes because you're not going to be directly on, on the it. platform yeah. for that period of time um i think in terms of the body's um, response to vibration, then no, you know, you can use it every single day, um, as you know, uh, as I do, and probably multiple times per day. I think it's the training stimulus that's important. In the same way that you wouldn't do high intensity strength training, say muscle groups, every single day, you, you'd build in the the. What about the, the neuro, principles. the neurological side of things? Can you get like the the fatigue of? On that element, or yeah, from, certainly, from it I, or not. Yeah, good question. I think I think so. I think, um, and I don't know whether you could put a window of you know it's ten minutes or twenty minutes or thirty minutes. I think, like we said before, if you if you're working with neurological conditions, for example, then yes, yeah, certainly neurological fatigue is a is a huge factor. So you would have you're talking very short dose responses. Um, I would say for a general user, that kind of twenty to thirty minute workout, if they're using it exclusively, is is sufficient because it is a highly neurological stimulus, but that there isn't anything to suggest that you know at twenty nine minutes yeah, yeah, things yeah. are going to happen. I, I used to more, use it. I mean, yeah. all the time, every day, with every single client, yeah. and I never had any no, no, absolutely issues with it. No, I think it's it's like you can always have too much of something um, or anything. I think it's understanding what the vibration is doing and what you want from it. Um, and I think coming back to what we said before is people seeing it as an integrated modality will avoid people needing to spend 20 or 30 minutes on it constantly because it's there's a lot of information coming into the body it's like i said before it's highly neurological if you're then training intensely you've then got to consider the actual training intensity of training on an environment that is stimulating the body to a greater degree than if you're not on the environment yeah. so i think it's all it's managed with training training load as well as just purely the vibration stimulus directly. Yeah, it's the balance, isn't it, of the of the, yeah. of the, the training program, the modalities, and yeah. and the, the actual force of vibration as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and and variability for clients. <clears throat> you know, we know the body likes variability and and, and, and variety. Um, and if you see vibration as a training modality, as a change of environment, it's like anything that 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 constant change of environment is is what the body likes and what the body needs. It's not about then changing everything to just become on vibration nothing else it's like it's just part of everything else that you do so awesome i think that's pretty much answered everything i wanted to ask before we wrap up where can the listeners go to find out more about you and power plate and what you do yeah i think 
so powerplate.com is obviously um, is obviously the website, um, which is probably the best place to go for, for resources. Um, we do have a Powerplate app. Um, so obviously if you sort of search or um, on sort of the Apple Store for the Powerplate app, um, download that. We have lots of um, exercises, examples, um, little mini mini videos of you know how to prep for leg day, how to wrist wrist prep before you lift, uh, running prep, that sort of stuff. So kind of download the app would be um, very very useful. Um, and obviously for me personally, then people can find me on Facebook and, and Instagram, and happy to answer direct. Um, What's your Instagram? Uh, it's Powell Ten Steve. Powell Ten Steve. Yeah, and then just Steve on Powell on Facebook. And then Steve Powell on Facebook. Learn it from me. Learn it from you on Instagram. <laughs> Don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, I'm absolutely happy to, to to answer questions. Yeah, we'll put all of these in the so. description as well. And just, I know you've got an event coming up, so you might as well plug that whilst we're on here. Tell yeah, people about your event. event. So um, we have uh, a feet, fascia and function summit coming up um, on the nice 17th use of alliteration then. Yes, I'll take my time when I said it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's basically, it's a, it's a collaboration, um, it's a new collaboration I'm involved in called Evolution 101. Um, it was myself, uh, Paul Edmondson, Adam Daniel and James Earls. And essentially it's an umbrella um organization i guess collective for uh, three educational brands so um, evidence-based fitness academy which is dr emily splickle um, the gray institute and also born to walk and we are really really excited because we've we've hired a national history museum um so it's kind of a big one a big one yeah if you can kind of if you're going to do it do it big um and dr emily splickle's coming over um, we're, we're really excited to have anthony carey come over um, we have James Earls uh, speaking, and also the, the keynote speaker is um, Dr. Vibar Craven Reed, who's just brought out uh, his second book, uh, Primate Change, as well. So, we've kind of, because we're all very passionate about movement and fascia, and obviously the, the, the feet, but also evolutionary science is kind of a theme as well. We decided that we wanted to um, kind of launch everything with a, with a sort of a special event. Um, Powerful will be there as well in terms of sort of supporting the movement breaks. Um, with the Grain Institute and everything as well. So, yeah, so the date is 17th of November. Yeah, 17th so it's Saturday, November. the 17th and of November. And people can get the tickets on Yeah, so Eventbrite. they can go to Eventbrite, um, evolution101.co.uk, um, and it will take you straight to um, to the tickets on Eventbrite. They awesome. go on Instagram as well. So. And I wish you all the success for that, and I Thank wish I could much. be there, but I can't because I'm in Canada. <laughs> so, I've got a good excuse. That's a very good excuse. Very um, good excuse. We always finish the Kinetic Fitness Show with a favourite quote. So whatever guest I have on, it's always ended with a quote. So hit us with yeah. a quote that you live by. So I, I, as we said, I wanted to make sure I read it right. So it's obviously Bruce Lee, um, who's always been a, I guess, a mentor for want of a better word. So uh, a teacher is never a giver of truth. He is a guide, a pointer to the truth that each student must find for himself. Love it. There you go. Like you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nice Try one. I've enjoyed that, that Steve. Thank I appreciate your time. Yeah. I know you're a busy man. Um, so I appreciate you taking your time out and that's it for this week guys hope you enjoyed it and we'll speak to you again very soon there we have it guys that's a wrap on episode number 27 of the kinetic fitness show great episode once again steve sharing his knowledge there sharing his wisdom and his educational aspects of power plate and vibration training and i'm hoping that you guys now are gonna have a bit more of an understanding about vibration training and how it can help you. And I also want you to go out there and give it a go. Integrate it, implement it into your training. 
put it to practice and see what results and benefits you reap from using vibration training. As always, if you need any further help, do not hesitate to get in contact with me via email or a direct message on Instagram. Any questions you have relating to health, well-being, mindset, nutrition, all of those areas, drop them over to me and I can answer them to the best of my knowledge. Also, if you have any ideas of topics you'd like me to cover, please shoot them over to me as well and I can take them into consideration. That's it for this week. We've got some great guests lined up over the coming weeks, so keep an eye out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, as I said. Share this with your friends and family as well because I want to help as many people as I can to live longer, healthier, happier and more joyful lives. And we can only do that if we share this knowledge and this wisdom and this education. And that's it. Have a great week. Keep healthy, keep well and I will speak to you again next Wednesday. Peace and love.